0: It's been it's been really difficult. How could it not? Yeah. Simply put, like, this is, well, we can discuss it more once we get into things. But this could we could we start with something more lighthearted? Oh, yeah. Let me see if I actually have an article. (laughs) Can it can it be Dennis O'Leary's wife going on trial? Oh, Kevin O'Leary's wife. Yeah, we can talk about that. And there's also an article I just no. Let's just talk about Linda O'Leary. I can save that article for any time. Let me let me pull up uh, Linda O'Leary. Yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's been like, you know, a breath of fresh air amidst everything that's going on. Yeah, because it's been kind of few and far between. Mm. Ab. Oh, yeah. We. Uh, they had the the Westminster Dog Show. And uh, <laughs> oh I, it had one of the most ridiculous, like winners of all time. Again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. Once again, in my co-host seat as always is my dear friend Chancellor Chance. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing
1: great, man. How are you?
0: I'm good. And for those that don't know me, if this is your first time listening, my name is Jesse, and uh, I'm currently the only one to have done every single one of these episodes. We do normally have two other co-hosts, the lovely Megan and Dean. But they are currently uh, traveling around Ontario doing Lord knows what, mostly uh, shitting and farting in a van. <laughs> Have you never taken a break? No, I. I've been here fuck? since day one. That's so sick. Yeah, I'm the only uh, only one for all 67 or 68 episodes. Uh, I've lost yeah. count. Another thing, I think we we're, should... at,
1: we're at 67. This is 67.
0: That sounds about right. Uh, content warning, swearing warning, language warning. Uh, as well, the second, well, the majority of the episode today, we're going to be discussing the ongoing efforts to, uh, remove the John A. McDonald statue. And obviously that's a very loaded topic and there's a lot of room for potentially, you know, damaging or triggering discussion, given that we're talking about a lifetime legacy of colonialism. So just a heads up in advance, uh, you know, we try to make the show entertaining and upbeat where we can, but that's not exactly a subject with a lot of, uh, well, room for comedy, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I agree. However, to start things off, uh, first and foremost, folks, for you heads out there, you know that the Westminster Dog Show took place over the weekend. And in fact, we had one of the... Most purebred in the truest sense of the word. And by purebred, I, of course, mean inbred dogs to ever win a (laughs) Pekingese. And I am currently sending a picture of this dog to Chance in the discord so he can see it. Uh, Chance, when you get this picture, I want you to do your best (laughs) (laughs) to describe what this dog looks like.
1: Okay, um, so I obviously have very long hair Mm -hmm. and. Um, Sometimes when hair stays on a brush for a long time, uh, you got to end up picking it off and throwing it out. And this dog kind of looks like hair that's
0: been left on a brush for too long. Uh, Yeah, that is a pretty apt description. It is essentially a perfect circle. Uh, It is (laughs) Wasabi, the Pekingese, which is a great (laughs) dog name. (laughs) This is stupid. For the record. Oh. Uh, he can barely walk like this part isn't funny like this dog is clearly so inbred that like it looks like I'm it's waddling at the picture yeah <laughs> so it has this little tiny brown face and then the it has like a mane surrounding it and it's like white fur and then as you move further back you have a mixture of different fur colors So it's like a brown, white, and black dog. It is a tiny, Mm -hmm. tiny dog, maybe about a foot tall and two, three feet long. Yeah, like it's to have a BMI of (laughs) one (laughs) thousand. It's so this thing won. Yes, Wasabi was the winner. He beat out a number of uh, top-tier dogs, and I don't know Uh, how this shit works. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I've got a I don't understand <laughs> I got another great picture uh the New York Times has been all over the coverage of the Westminster dog show and uh one, one thing of, before we get into another oh, one yeah, though, please. is like
1: wasabi looks like the dog I would choose to win because I it would make <laughs> me laugh so much. yeah it definitely you know was I mean? the meme pick yeah like I yeah this is this is like the meme build dog of the show um yeah, that I definitely, just because I know nothing about dogs, I would... What did you just send?
0: I sent the other picture the New York Times this, published, which is just a dog's talk. This is tongue. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you really do have to look up Wasabi, the Pekingese. Uh One of... It kind of looks like a top-down view of an Ewok, but it's on four legs.
1: <laughs> so... this is This is insane.
0: It goes to show you that the elite truly have no accounting for taste at all. Or maybe, uh, as Chance alluded to, they just wanted to choose the absolute funniest pick possible, which is also how Joe <laughs> Biden ended up president.
1: That is. It was it was genuinely the way that Trump won.
0: <laughs> and honestly, they kind of have a similar hairdo going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wasabi um, does not look dissimilar to Donald Trump's overall hair, like in terms of tone yeah. and yeah, like yeah. shape. I This was the meme choice
1: 100 percent. there's no way you're telling me this is peak dog
0: <laughs> yeah this is what has been judged as being the perfect dog the doggiest of dogs that's right the best in show this dog oh, has dominated pekinese I would, I would want it to be like like
1: they accidentally chose a wolf because it was like too much <laughs> dog you know what i mean and then like later on, they do like a genetic test and they're like, oh, shit, we chose a wolf again. Yeah.
0: Well, how, how did he even get in here? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, don't we, understand. We chose the dog that killed all the other dogs. Welcome yeah. to Mike Vick's Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> <laughs> what, if that's, what if that's what dog shows actually were, is just dog fighting, like. That's they, they broadcast yeah. like all the the pop, the pomp and circumstance and like prim and proper stuff on TV, and then once the the broadcast <laughs> is over, they start like they pull a little book and they're like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who you got?"
1: I, I would just think it would be so much funnier if um, the New York Times still posted these pictures of wasabi. And was like, yeah, the winner of like the international dog fighting
0: championship. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size (laughs) of the fight in the dog. Wasabi proves that to be true. If you had to build,
1: is a known beast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wasabi is like OP. They had to nerf this dog. That's why they inbred it so much.
1: It was it was just too much. (laughs) They had to tone it down.
0: If you had to build the perfect dog fighting competitor, like mm. say you could build a dog, you could choose like uh the tail uh the head, the body, you know, the paws, what would be mm-hmm. your choice like give me your perfect dog fighting specimen, sure um i would um I would
1: choose wasabi first of all, that would <laughs> be my base
0: full stop oh okay, so that's like so you're talking like size and build is wasabi, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, Wasabi's the base. We keep the head, um, <laughs> okay. the tiny little smushed head.
0: <laughs> little tiny-ass mouth. Yeah, the, t- the smallest mouth known to man. You're going for we accuracy, keep that build. not power. Yeah, you're going yeah, right yeah. for the jugular.
1: Oh, yeah, this is a dex build. Um, <laughs> okay. Except uh, we replace Wasabi's, all of their feet, with... Mm-hmm. Jax's arms from mortal kombat okay so so, it
0: has (laughs) and are they arm shaped or are they just like metallic legs like what no
1: no 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 they are two scale Jax's arms
0: (laughs) so it's like three (laughs) times the size of the dog yeah okay all right it Um, kind of just
1: like has them sprawled out you know what i mean but every once in a while it can pull itself forward with its arms
0: okay okay you know what that is a powerful dog because it could just like be taller than most and just, like, bite down at them. I could see that being,
1: yeah, a it very just, It would just look like a really fucked up, almost cyborg
0: dog spider type deal. I was going <laughs> to <just> say, gonna... <laughs> it's like 80% not a dog.
1: <laughs> it's just limbs.
0: <laughs> it's just like 80% metal arms. Yeah. yeah. Maybe more yeah. than that.
1: I'd put my money on that, though. Come on, you you show up to a dog fight and something looks like that.
0: Oh shit! If this is the realm we're going into, I okay. Here's the build for mine. It would have the body of the British bulldog, not an English uh-huh. bulldog, but the wrestler, the British bulldog. So it would yes. be six foot five, uh, extremely on steroids. Uh, it would have. This is a very specific period of time where the British Bulldog had like Dominican Republic on vacation braids. He like mm. came back and he had yep. long braided had like, hair.
1: Like cornrow
0: type yeah. hair. It yeah. It's so cool. Like. So that would be the base. And then it would have uh, the head of a pit bull, <laughs> nature's <Okay. laughs> perfect killing machine. Yeah. And then its hands and feet uh, would be the, the, the talons of a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? If if be, uh, if Wasabi cool. can have Jack four of Jack's arms, he only has two. But if Wasabi <laughs> can have four, I can have yeah. the British bulldog with a pit bull's head and talons. And those are <laughs> well, the specified.
1: List. You never specified how much had to be a dog, right? I
0: said if you could build it out of like parts <laughs> of other dogs. <laughs> You no,
1: just ignored no, no. me. <laughs> no, you said you could build it with anything.
0: I um, well, I mean, you're, so like, you're the one that's going to listen to the tape back, so you'll know definitively. <laughs> so, like, if I were to
1: make, like, a wasabi, too, it would still have a wasabi base, except um, that would just be the head of, like, a xenomorph from Alien. Okay. <laughs> and,
0: um, <laughs> Once again, and that, one of your pieces is bigger than the base. <laughs> Like the head is longer than the body. Yeah. And um that would be that'd be it, really. I can't okay. think of anything more I would add. <laughs> Just a tiny little Pekinese dog with a xenomorph head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I would put the head of an English bulldog on like a greyhound. (laughs) I I think it'd be so fucked up. That would be fucked up. It wouldn't be able to walk. Its its head would just be dragging across the ground. (laughs) Say, oh
1: my god, that's horrible. Uh. Um, yeah, no. I do you think? Do you think people are gonna mess up dogs like that though? Yes, (laughs) Yes, One day. <laughs> they've literally
0: been messing them up for like hundreds of years. Well, like, yeah, but I mean, like I'm talking about like cool splicing. Oh, I'm sure somebody is trying it. I'm sure there's like an Isle of Dr. Moreau situation going on somewhere yeah. where, where they it's do just a
1: bunch of human dogs.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that already exists. That's called furries and they come to every <laughs> hotel every summer. <laughs> Maybe not last summer. Then again, they are wearing masks. They are, and they are. That'd be cool if they
1: were exempt.
0: Yeah, they're like, this is the. Imagine being an anti-mask furry.
1: How conflicted would you have to be? Now, do uh, anti-mask people think like fur cons are similar to the Holocaust? Then,
0: uh, in go
1: on, you know how they're, you know how they're like, you're making us wear masks. This is like the Third Reich, right? Yes. What about people who do it willingly? Is that like like they're just full on blown
0: Nazis? I mean, I think the anti mass people would see the furries and assume that yes, this is something that's come as the result of like chemtrails or or fluoride in the water, or you know, like this is yeah, calcified pineal gland. <laughs> that's right. This is what happens when you have too much adrenochrome. Is you you give yourself over to nature. That's, yeah, that's going to happen to Hillary give it to Clinton. Us. She's gonna she's gonna become a furry in 2022. You can mark it down. I want those. I want Clinton
1: like cosplays to drop like you know how you know we get some cool images of like biden wearing sunglasses or whatever like i want clinton to be like um i'm chilling because i dress like diva today
0: (laughs) oh okay so you literally want hillary clinton in cosplay i misunderstood (laughs) i thought you just wanted people dressing up like her i was like what wearing pantsuits
1: yeah that'd be cool too didn't people dress up like sarah palin they thought it was really funny and a big own to like wear her clothing style.
0: I can tell you that TNA Impact Wrestling had a character that was just Sarah Palin and her wrestler name was <laughs> the governor. And this is like 2008. That's so sick. Yeah. It, uh, it should have just been her. I think if they had waited like a year, they probably could have gotten her. They had Snooki on there.
1: That's so cool. Is and like, Sarah Palin still around? Are we? Are yeah. we booming out now?
0: Uh, yeah, Sarah Palin is still around. She sells tummy tea. She sells tummy tea.: Yeah, she sells the <laughs> stuff that gives you crazy diarrhea on Instagram. I, I like that. Which is funny because you would think she, I mean, I guess it makes sense. She seems like she'd be an anti-vax person, so you you pivot to quote unquote, "non-traditional medicine. Yeah, like, um like Alex Jones, right? Yeah, she's gonna sell some like red tea. I'm sure she sells, new, like, nootropics. New I, I would be so, so shocked if she didn't have, like, a stake and brain force.
1: Huge missed campaign opportunity for Alex Jones, though. Better red than dead. And, <laughs> and it's the image of him red after he takes his masculine pills.
0: <laughs> that is one of the all-time <laughs> great images on the internet is, like, before and after 30 days of, you know, like, uh, testosterone yeah. shred or whatever it is. I and mean, he just gets redder. <laughs>
1: It's so sick. You just get high blood pressure, which is probably pretty accurate, to be honest
0: with you. How did um, he get higher blood pressure, though? Like, they unlocked no, this no. new new level for him. <laughs> he has That's prestige amazing. blood pressure now. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he wears so much camo, because he got it from just being the angriest man alive. Yeah, yeah. Now he's going to have, like, He walks around and his gamer tag is like XX anti-vax XX. That man was the originator. And you know what? I bet he has the same vocabulary as a lot of the people that have prestige in Call of Duty, so. Oh, you might not have
1: seen this. So, like, uh, this kind of ties into what we were about to talk about, but this is still very funny. Um, So there was this guy who's, like, um, his name is, I think it's Diami Thomas. And he essentially just found out about Alex Jones and so he went around saying that um reswater is turning uh indigenous people gay gay okay. yeah <laughs> yes
0: I've I've seen you posting about this on the Instagram.
1: He's also the dude who did um he was like the host of MTV catfish.
0: What? Yeah
1: I think so. Huh or like or like was on an episode? I don't know. I, don't I feel
0: know. like on an episode is probably, but I I never watched it, so that that is Me fascinating. Neither. So so this guy's essentially been
1: bullied off the internet Um <laughs> because everyone's just like my gay ass drinking that res water and, <laughs> and shit. What a weird. having a
0: blast. Weird thing to hone in on. Like, is he indigenous himself? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. A, he's Ojibwe. Okay, because I was um, like, if this is just some random guy who chose that as his hill to die on well he
1: started by being like the thing that's turning us gay is that like they're forced sterilizing us with our drinking water because they're putting chemicals in it and people were like okay you can talk about like how the water is fucking up our bodies and even yes. reproduction but like not being able to reproduce doesn't turn you gay <laughs>
0: yeah that's not how that works <laughs> that's, there's no one-to-one with that like you can't you're just making shit up now. It's like he had like 90% of the right idea. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, oh, this, this is bad. I need to say something about this. And he like calls a press conference and he's like, it's, it's time. We need to make yeah. it clear that the deplorable treatment of the indigenous water system has consequences. And like the crowd kind of cheers. He's like, it's turning <laughs> yeah. us all gay as hell. <laughs> and then it's just like... That's pretty much... That's Six pretty much how everyone has taken it too, right? <laughs> like everyone, everyone
1: is just like, um, I, I, of all months, like, yeah, that's we're true. Oh, like a, a couple weeks into pride month and, and you, you pull out a hot take like that. Um, yeah, so the boys bu- pretty much been bullied off the internet, and it's very funny. And I definitely recommend looking out for it. I also been posting memes like for the last week of it because I've just been laughing my ass off at the idea of being like, <laughs> the water turns you gay, and then you just like take huge gulps of it because you're so hyped.
0: <laughs> yeah, to like, just like putting it into your hands and just shoveling yeah. it into your mouth as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like. <laughs>
1: damn really that's so easy and then you just like pull out like one of those one gallon jugs of water and just start going hard
0: how does he explain the fact that people were gay before <laughs> reserves and before i mean <laughs> since the start of time uh-huh like wh- where where does his logic water okay water Oh, that's my mistake. I forgot that reses existed before (laughs) literally everything. They actually existed before the land was taken. That's crazy to me.
1: Man, I I don't know if you know this, but
0: res life is infinite. (laughs) That I believe. (laughs) I mean, there's no
1: beginning and no end.
0: Obviously, I am not someone who can speak on res life (laughs) or probably even comprehend it. But even I'm like, I don't know, man. This seems a little out there. Yeah, yeah, man. It doesn't leave your system.
1: Um, it's very funny. Uh, listeners out there might not know this, but me and Jesse actually have some mutual friends. Yes, um, from the them. res. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was very funny as we got to know each other and then be like, "Holy shit, we've we've known the same people like for a very long time." And it's people that I never get to talk about because so many people don't know <laughs> yeah. the res even fucking exists. Yeah, and It's I like, was like. I was like, oh man, these characters and these people, you
0: know all these people. This is awesome. Like, oh yeah, I have seen them truly in their element. And I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this yeah. guy rocks. Like, this is a ride or die type situation. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's very cool. Um, so yeah, like that was the gay water was my segue into the not so fun topic. Um if if it seems like it we're if it seems like I'm stalling, it's because I am. <laughs> um, it's it's been like I said a, a, a very tough couple of weeks with just everything that's been going on, as well as like the online discourse around it. I've had to completely like I removed Reddit from my phone because I was just so upset um, with some of the things that people were saying. Um, but I w- want to first start by saying that. For the last few weeks, I just thought that Kingston hated indigenous people. And then I've realized that it's actually like just a very few incredibly loud people in Kingston that just really despise indigenous people. Mm. Would you say that's accurate, Jesse?
0: It's definitely accurate. It's partially that and partially just this like 100 and... 60 180 plus year fetish for colonialism and imperialism yeah yeah it's, it's I think, entrenched
1: I, I think uh so like Belleville had the same problem and that one you can kind of trace right so like um They had to do a lot with like people having to leave the reserve to get jobs at one point in like the 60s and 70s. And then in like the 90s, things with um, blockades and stuff like that started picking up. So like traffic would get halted or like shipments and and trains would get halted. So like the people in Velvul would be pissed, right? Because it's like a direct disruption of their day to day life. I don't understand it with Kingston. Maybe you have some insight. I
0: don't know. I've I don't know where this. Yeah. Cause it's, it does, it comes down a lot of it to the way that Kingston has pitched itself. And I feel like it's almost an indoctrination where it's like, oh yeah, Kingston, you know, the cradle of like Canadian civic history. And it's okay, like, yeah, we have, especially like, I re- I remember, 2015 into 2016, because I was working in the tourism industry, and there was a massive campaign of, like, pushing Sir John A. to the forefront even more than he already was, and any kind of statue discourse was completely just paved over and, like, crushed, because I do recall there were discussions even back then of, like, do we want to continue to glorify this individual, or at the very least, can we look to provide... You know the other side of the history,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and once that marketing machine kicked into overdrive, it was disgusting. They were giving out pins with his face on it, stickers, there were events downtown, the parade, yeah, and ever since then, it had just been this nonstop deluge and barrage of this really horrible like pro john a sentiment and you know. Remember last
1: week, and I don't mean to cut you off. No. But remember go ahead. last week when I was talking about how the Maple Leafs sold themselves as the quintessential Canadian team to root for? Absolutely. And like and that was just purely marketing that has been sold to people. And then it becomes like a almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy in that it actually does become associated with that thing it's been marketed towards. Um, Absolutely. Because of the effectiveness of the marketing campaign, right? Um, I think the same thing happened here in Kingston.
0: I, I think you're 100% correct. And it's if you ask people why they think the statue should remain, and if you ask them beyond just, oh, it's part of history, yeah, but why does that matter? And we can, can we not just move it to a museum? And they're like, no. It's like, okay, why? Because it's part of history. I'm like, yeah, what's a museum for?
1: <laughs> That's the... I think that's the insane thing that that keeps coming up to me is when it comes to this discourse and it's been addressed so many times, but it seems like the right people don't believe it or something, but or or rather people are just set in their ways. So they don't want to listen in general, but that the idea that if a statue comes down, that people will forget about something Mm -hmm. that that is just so absurd. It you know what i makes mean makes
0: literally no sense <laughs> like yeah. the second you think about it it completely collapses on itself much as we hope the statue will soon be collapsing <laughs> on itself yeah it'll just
1: implode right like and it, it, it seriously um it doesn't add up because if something is so significant right that it needs to be memorialized you think you would save that for things that People might actually like, I would understand if people would forget if say it wasn't taught everywhere <laughs> yeah, or yeah, like it wasn't fuck? a part of the curriculum.
0: <laughs> like one of the first things you learn.
1: Yeah. Like I would understand if it was like something obscure that people were like, we need to, you know, have mm-hmm. a focus on this because people will forget. Mm-hmm. Um this is not something people are going to forget from for multiple reasons. One, because of the impact it has had on the foundation of Canada and its ethics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that in a praising manner. No, um,
0: <laughs> very much not the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And 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 the the second reason people won't forget is because of the horrible atrocities that has come from his policies. Mm-hmm. So. There's two incredible reasons that people will never forget about this person. No, and that's, and that's a great as point well as, as well. it being taught in schools. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, how does this erase history? I I genuinely don't understand the argument.
0: No, and you you raise a fantastic point as well. How can you forget something that is drilled into your head from like the age of seven until at yeah. least you graduate high school at eighteen? There's at and these are mandatory. These oh, are mandatory yeah. <laughs> classes, by the way.
1: Obviously, some people kind of uh, get neglected by the school systems and stuff like that. But for the majority of Canadians, these are classes that you take.
0: Yeah, you are, you are experiencing this history multiple times. The notion that removing a John A. McDonald statue is, you know, going to completely fucking mind wipe him from the collective consciousness of 33 million people is such an absurd thing to argue. And I also like your point where it's like, yeah, if it's something that should be memorialized but hasn't received attention, yeah, absolutely put a statue up. For instance, the Prison mm-hmm. for Women Memorial Collective. There's a yeah. lot of stories and a lot of history that does need to be preserved because it yeah, is almost like- impossible to find reliable information on what happened to the women that lived in prison for women. Well that was one of the I got in
1: an argument with somebody, I'm not proud of it. Uh I got in an argument with somebody and they were they were saying online, um, Well, would you want what what did they say? It was something along the lines of or at least I read this somewhere, and he was like, Well, if you're gonna tear down this statue, give it ten years and they'll tear down statues of Trudeau. And I was like Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's like, awesome. That <laughs> yes. I don't need ten years. I'll do it right now. I was like,
1: this doesn't I don't think this proves the point that you want. And pretty much my response was like, I when it comes to any politician, I totally understand the arguments for not wanting to commemorate them. Mm-hmm. And I mean any. No, I agree. Um I I totally understand it. And I would it would make sense to me um from any any point mm-hmm. of view if they've done something that's detrimental to people, that is not something that we should be celebrating. No. Um,
0: I also just think it's, I've never been particularly comfortable with transforming people into statues anyways. I no, think, no, 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 no. I think this process of myth making around, you know, an individual is something that I'm not the biggest fan of. I'm, you know, a fan. If you want to do more of a conceptual statue or you want to put up, you know, a memorial or a plaque, I'm a history nerd. I literally have a degree in history. And at present, my occupation is deeply involved with historical research and uh, the presentation of historical information. But even I'm like, look, man, <laughs> no, no person should have a statue. I, I don't know. It, there's some dicey ground there. You shouldn't mythologize mm-hmm. people. <laughs> yeah, and
1: it, it would have to be something extraordinary for me to for <laughs> me to waver on that
0: yeah Harriet Tubman for instance that's fine yeah. I have no issue that's, with that that's being chill. a statue but I think you made a great point politicians absolutely not so especially career statues. politicians oh my god nothing I'm not, I'm not saying just
1: people involved in politics I mean like career politicians
0: <laughs> someone who has done nothing else aside yes. from politics truly yeah, yeah. leeches and Blood sucking parasites on human buttocks. I don't
1: think any of them deserve it because this, the way things are set up right now is so that the only people who do well to even get recognized would have to be horrible fucking people. Mm -hmm. The only people you ever know the names of (laughs) are usually horrible fucking people. Um,
0: And so, yeah. uh, There's one of the common, you know, conceits or attempts to barter from people that want to keep the Johnny McDonald statue up is, Oh, what if we put a plaque on it? You know, talking about the, uh, the other side of the history could just for a second. Think if in 1947, there was a debate about tearing down a statue of Hitler and they're like, well, okay, we'll keep the statue up, but we'll just put a plaque saying that, you know, he killed 6 million Jews. Then everybody's happy. It's like, you're, you're missing the point. The statue being there is the whole fucking thing. It's still reminding people and glorifying these fucking traumas, these genocidal actions. The plaque isn't going far enough to address that because you're still celebrating the individual.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I've seen in some of the discourse people being like, oh, they're literally comparing Sir John A to Hitler. I don't think people know much about history sometimes you know what i mean (laughs) like me and you get some weird boner from this shit but like i i like to dig deep into into you know history and and letters and stuff like that hitler has literally has said and and the people around him have said that they've looked at canada Mm. and how they treated indigenous people Mm -hmm. to set up how they were doing it in germany oh absolutely Um, Sir John A. talked about Aryans about 50 years before
0: um, uh, Hitler did. Hitler was not even a twinkle in his father's eye while Sir John A. was, you know, fucking blathering on about white purity and, you know, the the mission to preserve, you know, British culture in the colonies. And it was it was absurd
1: at the time. That's another thing I keep seeing people say, like, oh, product of the time. There was people that wrote in their letters like John A. was going off and it was messed up. He was saying all this stuff about how like we need to preserve the British Empire and like, or rather the 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 white race and that like these Chinamen and these savages and stuff like that are destroying uh, our country and we have to work towards racial purity. And people thought that was messed up because there was this new shift towards like going against that the original claims because they thought that that was like, um, too reminiscent of like, you know, the British. Well, yeah,
0: it, it, a continuation of those kind of beliefs is essentially, you know, a continuation of the monarchy and like of the, even deeper than that, like of this feudal, like caste system belief, Mm -hmm. like, uh, even Johnny McDonald's contemporaries, remember very famously, we talked about this in the episode we did on Sir Johnny McDonald like a year and a half ago, described his policies at the time as being racist. This was in the yeah. 1800s. So this argument that, oh, he's a product of the times does not hold up upon any scrutinization because he had colleagues even saying that this was, you know, prejudiced, oppressive and way too far. Yeah. Yeah. They thought it was barbaric. Exactly. Um, And it's completely absurd. And I now I would say, admittedly, I don't think the product of the times argument from the average person is done in bad faith because they probably don't know that, you know, correspondence like that existed. But if you claim to be a student of history or a well-educated individual and you're trying to argue that, you know, he was a product of the times and you can't assess past actions with, you know, present morality. You're just a charlatan. You're just straight up lying because you should know better. You should fucking know better.
1: Mm hmm. And and it's one of those things, too, that a lot of people, I guess, forget is that there was like in the 1800s. It wasn't insane that there was like abolitionists, anarchists, um, (laughs) people talking about like how racism is fucked up. Like I understand that everyone's psyche was different, but to say that it was like or or rather the the cultural norm was different, yeah, it was but to say culture. that it would be
0: insane for someone to not be racist at the time yeah. isn't the case you you got to remember the fucking nineteenth century did still see a diaspora of a lot of uh people with you know what would eventually develop into like communist philosophies, anarchist philosophies emigrating in as well. And they still like, yeah, abolitionism is an excellent refutation to this belief that there was this monoculture of, you know, uh, united white supremacy. It's like, no, there were people at the time that understood what the moral, what the right fucking moral choice was. And you can judge Johnny McDonald by his actions You don't need a fucking present context. You can look at the context of the time and you can see the forms of resistance and you can understand that he still chose to make that decision. He still chose to kill countless numbers of indigenous people and countless numbers of Chinese Canadians. You have to remember the record keeping on the Canadian railway, which is where uh, the majority of Chinese Canadian deaths from that time would have occurred, is almost as bad and intentionally like obfuscated and vague As the bookkeeping at residential schools, like he oversaw twin fucking genocides and tragedies. Difference being one had official policy that still dictates the fucking, you know, uh, treatment of this group of people to this very day. Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. It's again, it's it's you could brush it off as fragility really easily. But I don't even think it's fragility. I mm-hmm. think it's, again, I think it's the idea that they've been sold on an idea, right? And so they get defensive of that idea, um, even if it doesn't necessarily change their personal lives whatsoever. I think it's, uh, maybe it is fragility because it's almost like a fear of change. And
0: I, I um, think that's, that's probably it because, yeah, what would losing that statue realistically mean for their lives? Yeah. Like, nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. If it's not going to affect your job as an electrician, it's not going to affect your job as a painter, it's not going to affect your job uh, as a school teacher. God forbid it, it affects your job as a police officer. It's like, no. It's a statue in the middle of the park. A statue you probably could not give a fucking squirt a piss about any other time, except when people are requesting its removal so <laughs> they can start to you know, work towards an actual process of reconciliation that has been promised to them and is owed to them, among other things. You're only defending this statue because, you know, I couldn't even tell you the reasoning. You just something. It could be that, yeah, you were sold on this great man myth, or it could just be some kind of spiteful thing. How dare you challenge this, quote unquote, iconic part of Kingston and Canadian history? You know, what gives you the right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say on this, Jesse?
0: Uh are we going to touch on the action that's currently ongoing because that would be the only thing. Yeah. I, I want to highlight Yeah, we should because I I will let you explain the the majority of what's going on. I just wanted to be on the record that the ongoing action, uh what I just want to make sure I get the name right. Uh A Revolution of the Heart, I believe is what it's uh been entitled. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So A Revolution of the Heart is a peaceful demonstration uh, at the base of the Johnny McDonald statue in City Park here in Kingston, Ontario. And I am 100% serious when I say that I have never been more fucking inspired by any demonstration in this city and maybe in this province. These people are (laughs) doing stuff that I never dreamed would be possible in this city, and it's it's fucking incredible. It's nothing short of heroic and i know that sounds saccharine and overblown but you can speak more on some of the things and people these guys and gals have had to deal with and it's it's amazing that they're continuing to persist and they're continuing to do what's right in the face of so much resistance it's Mm -hmm. it's truly incredible it's truly inspiring and i if any of them hear this i i just want you to know that what you're doing it matters it's unbelievable and it's so deeply inspiring and deeply powerful and that's coming from somebody who as i reiterated earlier doesn't have a stake in the game so to speak i i just i'm in awe of what they've been able to accomplish already and what they will accomplish when that statue is removed
1: yeah uh, so with what is going on at the statue right now um what it is is that there was a group of indigenous leaders and members of the community that came together and said that they were going to essentially hold ceremony at the statue until something gets done with it. Um, what gets done with it? I, they don't really care if it gets, if it gets melted down or moved to a museum, um, from my understanding and I could be misrepresenting and I'm sorry if I am, um, It's more so that action needs to be done and it needs to be done now. The reason that now has been chosen is because of the, sorry, um, because of the, the reason it is being done now is because of the countless bodies and unmarked graves that have been showing up, um, showing up is such a stupid term for that. Because it's it's not showing up. It's, it's something that has been screamed about mm-hmm. for forever since the starting of residential schools um, and up until now. But no matter how hard people were screaming, um, there was still nothing done about it. And so now in these past few weeks, I'm not even sure what started it off, but... Um, there's been inquiries onto the grounds of where residential schools were, and they've found hundreds of unmarked graves, and so now people think that this be it, it. It's shocking to everyone because of the insane magnitude of it. It's also heartbreaking, and it hurts to talk about and since it's on everyone's mind now would be the best time to recognize Sir John a, as the architect of a genocide genocide. against the indigenous people. One explicitly
0: uh, marked as such as well. There is no gray area here.
1: Yeah. And, and so of course this is because of people's reactions to this. Right. Um, Like I said, people have been talking about this for years and years and years. and But now, since there's concrete evidence, right, now it's not just a bunch of indigenous people upset. Now it's, you know, uh, scientists and archaeologists and pathologists coming together and saying, this is what happened. Um, Now people are listening. And so they felt that the time was right to say, This man has killed our children and we should not have him on a pedestal in a public place. And so they've decided to stay at the statue and have him cloaked and hold ceremony until, like I said, something is done about it. Um, I don't think they necessarily want a plaque up (laughs) (laughs) that says this man was horrible and time to learn our lesson. I think it's more so that the pain that he causes and his imagery causes is almost too much, so they are taking it upon themselves to subject themselves to that pain in a public way in order for the city to realize the pain that this person has caused and that his likeness is continuing to cause. Um, There's been, obviously... Trolls, um, Karens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, people walking around with their thin blue line hats on, apparently. Jesus Christ. For some reason. I imagine
0: there's a reason for that, but yeah. we don't uh-huh. have to get into it. Um, if you listen to the show, you'll, you'll understand why the thin blue li- <laughs> line hat is so prevalent at this uh, monument to colonialism and racism. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%.
1: It all goes hand in hand, right? And so, with that, as of right now, it's been, well, as of recording, mm-hmm. I think it's been four days. Yep. Um, today, they had a special council meeting, not with councils, rather. It was a,
0: I don't know what they call it. It was a uh, special meeting with the, the working the, group. Yeah, they have a working group established to uh, make a definitive decision on what's going to be done with the statue, essentially. And they, they, they formed this working group, I believe, uh, last year, actually.
1: Yeah. And they um, this working group essentially acts as a separate council member, so they bring their recommendations to council. Council still has the final say, I'm pretty sure, but it, yes, it, it's definitely heavily weighted, right? Yeah. Um, because these are actually either people from the community or the surrounding community community that are... Um, a lot of them are indigenous people. A lot of them Mm -hmm. are notable indigenous leaders in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that, they are going to be bringing their suggestions to council, I think in, on the 16th. So the day that this show airs, um, or no, the day after the day before this show airs, sorry. Right. Yeah. So I guess we'll learn more then on on what the city is going to do with it. Um, what do you what do you think the city's going to do with it, Jesse?
0: <sighs> this is tough. I yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, longtime listeners will know that last summer uh, Brian Patterson and I were involved in a, a bit of a media side by side where you certainly were. I talked about how just as a an ally just from the perspective of someone who has witnessed and, and listened to others talk about the destructive legacy of that statue and the man that it glorifies i said it should no longer be standing which is not an unco- which is not a controversial opinion amongst the people that no. i have been speaking with no and no not at all brian patterson came on tv and said well no it, it you know we want to we want to preserve the history this was last july Mm-hmm. I part of me wants to be optimistic and okay. I'm going to, I'm going to lay out my case. I will say the demonstration, the revolution of the heart has made me a great deal more optimistic and has, I don't know, broken that just fucking dark cloud that usually revolves around the city of Kingston and their decision-making process for me. So Pickton, yeah, Ontario. I, feel like, I feel like,
1: sorry, this, I feel like no, this is ahead. one of the first times where, um, maybe it, it it honestly probably just has to do with the news that everyone knows about right now. Yeah. Uh again, I don't have to explain that to you guys. Uh, I would also rather not explain that. No. But um uh I think it has to do with the news, but this is the time where the the most peaceful option is actually doing the most impact. Yeah. Absolutely. Because last time at the demonstration what there was like
0: Oh, kids hun-
1: hitting Sir John a confetti
0: or yeah, uh, there were hundreds there. Sir John a was burned in effigy. There were a couple hundred people, yeah. uh, that marched downtown from city park and burned him in effigy yeah. on, on, on the stairs of city hall. There was also a, uh,
1: there was like a group that was trying to commemorate Sir John a at the same time. There was oh, a group fuck. Yeah. doing a teach uh, talking about how Sir John a is a genocide here. Yeah. Um, That was crazy.
0: That was crazy.
1: But like I said, this is one of the only times, and it has to be because of what's Mm -hmm. on everyone's mind. Um, Also, everyone who wants to do anything about this is exhausted. Um, I feel like this is the only time where, like, going the most peaceful route has actually effective has been incredibly effective. At Anyways, the same time, so, though, we're it,
0: saying it is still direct action. It's just 100%. Oh my God. So <laughs> they're literally like, we're not moving. And that—that that is the part that is, I think, going to be the deciding factor. In di- okay. Let me put it to you this way. And I think we're going to be in agreement. If there's any time that that statue is going to come down, it's now.
1: Yeah. It's either coming down now or it's going to be. Or it's never like, coming
0: down. It's never it's coming down. It's going to be
1: encased in resin forever Pretty in the same much.
0: spot. If the city of Kingston can look its constituents, look its indigenous people in the eye and say, we are maintaining that statue in the wake of everything that's going on. The battle is over. It's, it's not coming down at least the yeah, battle it, for the statue. Not, it the- also solidifies something that we all know. Exactly. Wh- they are, which is that they don't care. And they will finally say the quiet part loud. Mm-hmm, that, is, that mm-hmm. is what's explicitly going to happen. If they don't remove the statue, yeah, they will just go say, and- please go
1: and tell these grieving people to their face that how they're grieving is wrong and that your history is more important than theirs. That
0: the legacy of a man is more important than the fucking suffering of human beings directly yeah. orchestrated by that individual. And we're not going to belabor that point because I don't want to do that to you. We've seen enough of this in the news and you're hundred percent right. If they had never found uh, sorry. If they had never found those two hundred and fifteen children, mm-hmm. this would not be a topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. This would this would not be happening. But not to say that revolution of the heart wouldn't have taken, uh, taken direct action and done what they needed to do. But the city of Kingston would not have taken heed. They would have been able to brush it aside. But now the mm-hmm. fact that on a fucking daily basis they're finding more and more, uh, it's. It's making this undeniable, and it's it's going to push this to a a bender like a, a make or break decision, either the statue's coming down or as you you noted, they're just going to double down and just fucking commit to being the evil pieces of shit that we've always suspected them of being, yeah, and even if
1: it does come down, it's crazy that it has to get to this point, right, what the fuck? <laughs> How? Like I said, like like people have been screaming about the grief that this person has caused for years, mm-hmm. and it, and and only now, like what you didn't believe people when they said that hundreds of kids were dead, and that's, you didn't believe people when you know you had to wait, you had to wait it out a little bit. That's it's, what's it's mind absurd.
0: We have all known. We have known. Not just you and I. Not just people in the know. As oh, a country, everybody, everybody knew this was an open secret. Yeah. And it it shouldn't have taken what it's taken to get there. And those those kids didn't want to be martyrs. Those kids didn't and couldn't understand what kind of role this would play. They wanted to be kids. They wanted to fucking live and they didn't have that option. And now, like the statue thing, I just I can't. Yeah, you're right. I can't believe this is what it's taken for this to be even given one-tenth of the attention that it should have deserved. This this should have been over a long time ago. And I I, I, I can't believe, and I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for the people that have continued this fight in the face of disinterest at best and fucking outright threats of violence at worst. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, anyway, I I, I don't want to okay, belabor this, because I, for as upset as I am, I, once again, I, this isn't my people, and this isn't my culture, and this isn't my life, so I don't want to drag this out any longer, but I'm glad we had this discussion, and I hope, you know, I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, man, no, it's,
1: it's nice to talk. I've been, uh, I've just kind of been dealing with it, mm-hmm. which has also been good, um, But I think it's also important to make it known for the people that are listening. um, You know, that again, this decision by the city is, is one that's one way or another is going to make history. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's well put. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for talking to me, Jesse.
0: Yeah. I I, thank you for, you know, obviously agreeing to this, this is not an easy subject matter. I, I, I hope I was able to communicate in an effective way. I just, I never know with something like this. I, I just get so muddled and lost and I, I got to commend you for being able to speak, you know, mm-hmm. openly and coherently about this. Cause I fucking can't string words together in the face <laughs> of everything that's going on. it's, it's well, nothing thanks, short of incredible that you've been able to cover this with so much poise and, just fucking dignity <laughs> something that god people that have been fighting this battle haven't gotten from people in power for so fucking long this stupid fucking city <laughs> yeah yeah but um, it's, you know what helps
1: well is uh, when you talk about dogs with awesome arms oh for like 20 minutes
0: or kevin o'leary <laughs> Kevin O'Leary's wife hopefully getting the electric chair. I don't know. I just yeah. I'm only going to advocate for the death penalty for Linda O'Leary. That's a that's a hot take, yeah. but I like it. Kevin O'Leary's wife is on trial for killing two people with a boat. So, <laughs> if you aren't aware, yeah, we were, so so just so everyone knows, I am doing fine because stories like that exist. It's like, yeah, that uh, sometimes I think about Rob Carbone, who has been suspiciously silent on social media <laughs> yeah. since Chris Skye has fallen out with him. Uh, since we broke up. I, I like to think Rob Carbone just changed his like, Instagram profile picture to a black circle. <laughs> Yeah,
1: he's just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did we mention it last week that Maxime Bernier got? Arrested? I was gonna
0: mention that. Yeah, Maxime Bernier <laughs> got arrested in Manitoba. Shit uh, like that
1: is. Shit like this is uh, what keeps me going in these tough times.
0: That and the gay water. Oh uh, yeah, gay
1: water helps a lot, man. I've been laughing my ass off about gay water. Gay water just has taking- done
0: <laughs> a great deal of emotional labor for. <laughs> For you these past few days. Go <laughs> oh God as it ever. <laughs> it's like your partner and gay water have essentially been able to see you through, which is wonderful. Oh man. And it's lovely. And
1: also some uh shout outs to just some great friends who've been reaching out mm-hmm. uh either to this show or um to me personally, I I really appreciate everybody, guys. It's it's very nice.
0: And and thank you. Yeah. Um I, I hope this show, uh, especially in the wake of the last few weeks, because as we've kind of touched on in both last week's episode and this one, it's been it's been an onslaught. And uh, yeah, we hope this show, even though we've touched on these issues, has given you guys something of a respite and, you know, maybe maybe a bit of a laugh in the face of yeah. what is an unending seemingly barrage of bad news but uh we want to thank you guys for listening we've i don't think we ever thought this show was going to get even to like 50 episodes let alone 67 now so yeah jesus (laughs) Uh, we're still kicking a hearty thank you to everyone listening out there uh today was a bit of a heavy heavy episode but i i hope you found the conversation as uh interesting and important as Certainly I did. And uh just thank you so much again for listening. Uh Chance, do you have anything you'd like to end off on? Um
1: I just I'm just glad that there's good people around. Absolutely. Even though we were we spend a lot of time on here talking about shitty people. There's there's some good people around. And y'all know who you are. Thank you.
0: I, I'd like to reiterate that. We've we've got some fantastic people that have some of them are friends of the show, some of them. Our listeners, we've never even met, but uh, them, the people that are actively out there doing direct action, uh, working with Revolution of the Heart, the people in Revolution of the Heart, uh, this episode is, is for you because you guys are yeah. doing something that I certainly never thought I'd see as someone who's lived in Kingston for their entire life. And the fight is long and the fight is hard, but we're, you're so close. You're so close. And, uh, on that note, yeah, I think it's time to uh, bid everyone adieu. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be safe. Be well, my friends. And uh, I'm sure we'll have an update on this topic next week as well. Bye-bye. Oh, we definitely will.